This is a HeadGum Original. In 1977, NASA sent two solid gold records into space so that aliens might find them and understand life on Earth. I send greetings on behalf of the people of our planet and friendly wishes to all who may encounter this voyager. Now, we're making new records with our friends. We step out of our solar system into the universe seeking only peace and friendship. We know full well that our planet and all its inhabitants are but a small part of this immense universe that surrounds us. Hello from the children of planet Earth. Hey, Caleb. Shelby, be honest with me. How are you faring? I have been out of our house for so long. Are you dying without me? Say yes. Well, someone broke into my car. Oh, you did? Tell me about that. Girl, I love that for you. Yeah, you didn't get scared at all. And I haven't checked your car, if I'm being completely honest with you. No, and if they broke into my car, that's okay. Hey, whatever they took, they probably needed it more than me. Well, here's the thing. They didn't take anything. That's what's actually pissing well, me off. They Everything that was in my center console and my glove compartment in the front seat. They mm-hmm. went through everything, left it all. Well, you didn't and have so anything that, good, babe. You need to have better I stuff. Had, no, there's at least two things that they should have taken and they didn't. And that's actually what to me is haunting. What are they? Well, if they went into the if they went into the trunk... I have a pretty nice camera back there. Right. If they went into the front seat, which is what they did do, two Garmin GPSs, one that's old and broken and one that's new and could sell for at least $100, they didn't take it. So I I kicked off last week's podcast by saying I uh, have been flying first class and you're kicking off this one by saying you have two Garmins. So this is becoming a pretty elitist kind of fucked up pod. <laughs> well, I my, I need to know how to get where I'm getting and I don't use them anymore because now phones do that. But I've had them since That's before so I had a true. phone that did that. That's so true. So that has been hard um, about the my car being broken into because I have to imagine like they at least kissed in my front seat or something. Huh. Yeah. Why be in there? Otherwise, I don't think that's part of it. If I can say my part, my opinion, really, if I'm Mm. going out, if I'm really risking it all to get into someone's car, I'm taking something, a memento. And I don't know that they were risking it all. You know, I, cause I feel like they, they're, oh, okay. Okay. But were you going to do anything? I mean, ultimately what have you, you know, you don't carry, you don't have a concealing carry, you don't pack and they don't know that about us. That's true. But I think, I think we've got a Kia Soul in the front of the house, and that pretty much says these people don't pack. Don't you think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So, well. <laughs> so that's been tough. That part's yeah. been tough. Yeah. I had something else I wanted to tell you, but I don't remember it. Okay. There was a big earthquake. <laughs> there was a big oh, earthquake. Oh, yeah. I've heard about this. I've heard about this. I'm famously not in LA right now. Listeners, one time Caleb told me he was going to start pranking me around the house and then that night there was an earthquake and i thought caleb shook the house from the foundation <laughs> right 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 you know something i'm not capable of let's start there well it was 3 <laughs> a.m and i thought i thought caleb's under the house <laughs> caleb's shaking under the, the house. house he's shaking it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and that's powerful 
Do you have anything you want to tell me? Yeah, I'm in Kansas City, Missouri. I'm chilling. You know, I'm eating food. I'm hanging out. I did have, actually, for the first time, I'm vaccinated. So, you know, if you're one of those people that's wondering, am I vaccinated while I'm traveling? The answer is yes. And if you're one of those people that's saying, once you're vaccinated, you still shouldn't be doing anything, well, you're just going to have to fuck off because I don't believe in that and I can't stand that energy. So I'm in Kansas City, Missouri. Oh. And... <laughs> I'm having good food and everything. And last night I had uh, good sex for the first time in a year. So that was pretty huge. Good sex for the first time ever. Really? You don't think <laughs> I've had good sex before, babe? We've had sex and you said you had a good time. No, but you don't like sex. I'm not saying other people haven't had a good time. I'm saying oh, you often don't. No, no, no. No, no, no. Let me clarify. We need to bring in our guests really soon, but I'll clarify just really quick before we do. I have a lot of good sex. I just don't like it. It's always, well, it's not always good. <laughs> it's certainly been bad before, <laughs> but I, it, it's good sex. It's like, um, it's like how I, I can cook a really beautiful meal for myself, but I don't like doing that because it's a lot of work. It's a lot of process. You have to consider a lot of things. That to me is sex. You have good sex and you go, well, I had to, I had to have someone over. They had to be in my space. I had to clean my room. I had to like, you know, thrust or whatever. It's just a lot of energy. You know, sex is a lot about thrusting. When we had sex, you didn't thrust even once. Well, that's because you were on top and you were riding like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I hate that. I don't even want to do that. Everybody, our guest today is so... Am <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really going to be sick. Our guest today is so amazing. You know her. You know her from Comedy Central and MTV. Please give it up for Blair, Blair Saki. Saki. Oh, my God, you guys. Blair. Oh, my God. It is just, I can't tell you how good it is to be here. Even We're that so opening, happy. to be silent during the sex talk was so hard, but I made hard. it through, and I'm here, and I'm fucking thrilled to be here. Well, well Blair, what did you have to say? What did you have to say? Because <laughs> like now you guests. can come in. Oh, what did well, you have to say during that? I was just agreeing that? with the. I was just agreeing with everything <laughs> that you are saying. I mean, it's so much to clean your room, to clean your body, to clean your mind. To you, I mean, all of it. Before you got to go back and forth. Ha, ha, yeah, my day was good. Ha ha ha. You know, before <laughs> before they <laughs> come over. Yada yada. Let's get to it. Come on. Um. Yeah, I was just really riding, um, well, no pun intended, hard with what you were saying. Yeah. Hell yeah. Did you think it did you think it was cool and sexy when I uh joked that Shelby uh rode me like a champion during sex once? Yeah, was I that was cool like, for you? Whoa, this is getting spicy. I didn't see this turn, you know, but I yeah. liked it. I loved the drama. I yeah, also it's actually loved yeah. the drama of getting uh woken up by the earth shaking at four forty four AM this morning. <laughs> yeah, high drama. Mm -hmm, Absolutely mm -hmm. high drama. Um Caleb actually will message me later to do this as a disclaimer we've never fucked and he won't and he won't no no i won't yeah i will not have sex with shelby shelby will not have sex with me we both we both want different things Whoa, than sex so that's so mature of you guys and i yeah. want to say i'm really um respectful of the choices that you're making <laughs> thank yeah. you thank you thank, thank you. you blair how have you been how are things do you have anything you want to tell us before we get to business <laughs> um everything's been good the main thing that i really wanted to tell you was that i did not know about the golden records um until this podcast and i'm like 
this is such a cool idea to go into and just like now I'm dying to know I need to know about everything that was in it. Like, yeah. how did they choose? It's such an incredible idea for a podcast. Bravo. I'm so proud of both of you. Wait, Blair. Blair, <laughs> stop. It's true. That's, that's the episode. So that's special. the episode. That's the episode. Yeah, let's get off here. I don't want to I don't want to give a chance to ruin it. Let's just get off here. <laughs> that's that's it. It Bye. would be it would be funny to put out like a five minute episode of the podcast. <laughs> it would be funny like, to do go. a five minute episode of the podcast where all it is is someone complimenting us and then we go, it All right, well, take care. Well, that's it. That's really what we got on for. Oh, I was like, this is fucking genius and like I, I i don't even know how you guys came up with it but i love it it's incredible well i will tell you how we came up with it this is i don't know if we've talked about this on the pod before or we not, have but maybe we once. have we have once basically for anyone who didn't catch it and is listening now because they're just a huge blair fan we came up with it because my friend chandler is uh getting his doctorate at uh university of north carolina and he studied uh the golden records as part of a project he was doing and uh, Shelby and I were trying to come up with a podcast, but we were like, we really don't want a podcast that is just shooting the shit with our friends. Like, we do want some kind of, like, premise. We want to be able to ask a question. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. that. So we, and Chandler, Chandler and I were, like, talking, and he brought this up, and then Shelby and I were talking about it, and we came up with the concept together, because we were like, that's so fucking... I mean, just like you, we were like, that's fascinating. What the hell is this? Yes! Oh, my God. Chandler with the alley-oop. Well, where'd you go, Chandy? Thank you, Channy. Ch- Chandy! Um, I actually have never met him, so it's weird for me to call him Channy. <laughs> well, neither has Blair. I FaceTimed... You FaceTimed with him while I've been in the room before, so in many ways we've hooked up and also shelby it's like we sort of talked only phantom um on the group chat yeah did you even know what my face looked like be honest i mean i knew um but now this is more intimate meeting you know it's very nice it is really nice hey happy to have you (laughs) (laughs) i'm thrilled to Um, be here blair what was your experience with the earthquake and earthquakes in general do you have a big problem (laughs) with them well i grew up in um southern california and so you know that i'm so used to them i don't even think any of them i remember like the the huge one when i was young but this morning i they always feel really big when you're woken from dead sleep um (laughs) this morning and i was like is this um is this it is this the one and then i was like nope still here all right uh guess i'll get up and make the coffee (laughs) that's sort of how it goes. <laughs> Blair, you um, you also are a big uh, like breath work and like um, what was you were doing? Tra- weren't you doing transcendental me- meditation? Actually, you need to clear your name because last a couple episodes ago oh. we sort of roasted we you on shit your on you breath with Amy. work, and I want to give you the floor to clear that up. Oh yeah, you know, um, all my friends know I love fucking weird shit. I have no, I never uh, claim to not be into the weird things. Um, so I don't mind. Um, I say bring it on, baby, roast away. I don't. It doesn't hurt. It's all love, you know. Um, yeah, I teach people how to uh, breathe. Ha! You know, I'm serving the world. <laughs> You're so serving the world. That's so true about you. I love doing like spiritual classes and certifications. That's like my hobby. <laughs> and so 
so I took it. I never. <laughs> I love that. I never thought I would ever ever teach when I took the class. I took the class just because I was interested and I love learning. And um, and then I was like, one of my friends was like, "You people really need that right now. You should do a class." And then it just turned into a thing, you know. And I was like, "Oh, you fucking comedians! I know you're gonna um, you." Make fun of it. You guys probably need it the most, but you know that's okay. <laughs> I told you I would take it, so long as it wasn't nine hours. No, what? Who would do a nine-hour class? Well, that was what. Shelby? <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> that even make thought. sense. That's what. When I when it was brought to me, it was <laughs> it was with Amy and Caleb, and they were exaggerating. But sometimes it's hard to tell, and oh, they yeah. said nine hour breathwork class and i said i would rather be you know how com- deceased you know, you know how comedians i'd rather are, never though, breathe again you know if i have to breathe for nine hours straight i would rather just not breathe again look i'm with you sister that's way too long okay <laughs> that is not even an appropriate time frame for anything not a single except for sleep yeah nine hours <laughs> oh my god you guys Wait, 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 wait. Something just came to my mind. Can I say it? Please. Um, um, you guys will love this. I was just thinking it would be kind of funny. Um, I, if this feels so random, but it would be kind of funny if we had Blair, like, make a golden record. Shelby, don't you think? Whoa. That would be cool for a podcast, actually. Like her own. Wouldn't that be interesting if we were like, Blair, what would you put on your record? (laughs) Yeah, that'd be crazy. Blair, what would you put on your record? Whoa, thank you for asking. What a crazy <laughs> opportunity. Um, oh my God. I'm sort so of out like, of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. God, I love, I love when friends just up level you, you know? You're here and then they take you fucking here. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. If I had to say, if someone did ask me the question, what I would put in my golden record, I would first, what I'm saying, very young children with glasses. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. I need um, extraterrestrial life to know about the joy of how cute these children are and i feel like you if want, they saw them they would be nicer to us do you want like the like like babies when they have like the silicone glasses and they are soft so that if they fall or something it doesn't hurt their face is that how young you want them i like babies toddlers even i'd even take a seven or eight year old with glasses like you know that's okay. that's getting a little older but they still look so cute um the first kid that was brought to us after we got your list was jonathan lipnicki in glasses jonathan lipnicki will be jerry Maguire. he will be he will be the little vampire he will be that kid classic one of the cutest kids of all time absolutely all time yeah it sucks that he didn't grow up to be like hot hot because he was so cute that happens a lot when you really are something when you're really young a lot of times (laughs) it doesn't end well you know, you got to be weary when you see someone too good looking when they're young. You know he what, though? So cute. Incredible. I An incredible example of being something when you're young and turning out pretty normal, I think. And we're all thinking it. Drew Barrymore. She is doing so well. She seems so good. I love Drew. I love 
Drew, and I'll fucking always ride for Drew. I think she's got a really、um, beautiful heart and a lot of、um, natural whimsy, for, especially for someone who was just <laughs> railing、uh, lines of blow by herself at nine years old at Hollywood parties. I mean, now,、yeah. and now this bitch is on like ABC with her own talk show. I mean, God bless. Still kicking. Everyone's like, Drew's so wholesome and kind. Like, that's the perception. And it's like, sure, she is. But that's, <laughs> I mean, have you ever talked to anyone that's ever come out of rehab? They all are like that. <laughs> They're like, we have a new appreciation for the world. <laughs> Everything is love. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Drew Barrymore started going to rehab at six. Of course, she's got a heart full of love. Yeah. She has to. Yeah. And she's got like, what, flower cosmetics or something? She's using her art. She has a c o s m e t i c Why are you angry with me right now? She, oh my God, babe. I'm not angry with you at all. I'm like, literally, <laughs> I'm like literally sitting here wondering if Drew Barrymore has a cosmetics line. I'm happy with both of you. She does. She does. I, don't, I should purchase some after we get off this、um, podcast because I want to support her. She's been through a lot. Kristen Bell has like a, has like a weed skincare line now. Oh, really? Yeah, she has the kids' products, Hello Bello. Oh, and yeah, I was going to say, she's got like baby products. Yeah, I don't know how you mix into both. How do you not make sure you don't frick up? Because <laughs> you put a little bit of weed on a baby, you're, I think you're in some dicey territory. Yeah, put that Or, in the record, huh? <laughs> Or you have a cool baby that sleeps through the night, and that could be awesome. <laughs> and that could be awesome. What do you think about the par- like when kids, when parents are like, I just give my baby a little bit of whiskey? <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Well,、I、you know,、that. they're not too precious, which is good. They're not a helicopter parent. If you, yeah, if you babysit a family and they say that about their kid, you're like, I can do no wrong in this house. I could break six plates. They won't yell at me. Yeah. You're, you're like、uh, yeah, John Draper's at the helm. We're fine. And I'm always breaking plates when I babysit. I can't stop. <laughs> Every time I babysit, I break like five or six plates and I can't stand the families that get weird about it. <laughs> when I babysit, I always do a party trick where I juggle all the plates in the Right.、House. It's like, babe, I was spinning the plates on sticks. Your kids were bored. <laughs> I mean, get real. It's called、if、learning break, a new trick.、Break. If they break, they break. <laughs> Have you ever heard of it? I do break plates all the time because I'm a meathead and I get so much. My dad would always be like, make sure you use enough soap when you're washing the dishes. And so then I'm always like, I need enough soap. And then what happens? Slips right out of my meaty little paws. Everything crashes in my sink. <laughs> I'm constantly breaking plates. Blair, do you worry at all that、um, the aliens will see our offspring can't, like, don't have good vision? Do you think that they'll see ki- a kid in glasses and go, these people are weak? We can overtake them now.、Uh, yeah, I mean, that is an interesting possibility that you bring up. And I'm glad that we're looking at this from sort of a 3D, 5D perspective because it is a risk to appeal to their、um, hearts with.、Um, Just cuteness. You know, they could interpret that as weakness and、um, softness and that they should just attack. But maybe they won't know what、um, nearsighted it is. I was going to say, we don't know that they'll know that that's a sign of weakness or even that it is one at all. They might think it's like, you know, when you see a spy with glasses or something, that it's, a, it's like an extra, it's, it's weaponry. But you guys can admit on the pod, it's just between us. We don't have to release this episode if you, if you guys aren't comfortable with it. But you guys can admit between us that kids that can't see very well are liabilities in terms of warfare, right?、Mm. Caleb, you wear glasses. What's up with you? I didn't wear them until I was much older. Dang. As yeah, a but- kid, I could have gone to war. As a kid, I could have gone to war. <laughs> 
I will say this. I don't think a kid with glasses is any more a liability than a kid without them. Well, tell the, once you give them a sniper rifle, you might think differently. I might, I, I might actually, I might actually describing child soldiers. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I actually fuck with this vision at all. Caleb's yeah. gonna go into the <laughs> um, military industrial complex. No, this is what I have to say regarding that idea. Um, it's the same thing as why, like, I don't want to date like too hot of a person because. They've never had to um, cultivate other um, superhuman traits about themselves to um, make them, you know, <laughs> they don't ever get that fucking X, fast, uh, X factor because they were ugly as hell as a kid. You know what I mean? These little kids with glasses, they they don't they can't see well. What do they have to do? They gotta get they gotta get tricks. They gotta, they gotta, get, gotta better get talents. Hearing. They gotta get smart. They gotta get interesting. Bob and weed. La, 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 la. You gotta be. You know that song? You gotta be fast. You gotta be kinder. You gotta be. You know that Desiree song where she's like, yeah. You gotta be cool. You gotta be hot. You gotta have trust funds or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know that one. It's such a classic track. <laughs> Blair, uh, what 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 would you put on your records next? Do you think? Oh, okay. Next, I gotta go. This is really important for the aliens if they wanna know about one of the best things in our culture, and that is absolutely the movie Hook. You can fly, you can fight, and you can Wow, Robin Williams, famously. Yes, Robin uh, uh, Williams and also Dustin Hoffman, which I did not know till like 17 years later after first watching it because I thought um, Captain Hook was just so scary and sinister as a child. I'm like, this is an incredible oh, yeah. villain. Do you guys want to know something really sad? What? Yeah. I've never seen it. Oh, Shelby, what are you, an alien? Come on. Oh, my God. Different tones. Different tones from me and Blair. I go, I go, I go, I go, oh, Shelby. And Blair goes, Shelby, you stupid bitch. How have you not seen Hook? <laughs> Blair's so She's mad. Like, you must be no, from another no, fucking Shelby. planet, you fucking bitch. <laughs> Shelby, I just... <laughs> I just... I don't want you to be deprived of something that is so, so joyful. I mean, that's... Um, a uh, food fight scene with all the different magical colors is something that is hard to bounce back from. You could say it's art that will forever change you. If it helps, I was in Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat, which also had a scene with a lot of colors. That helps. That helps. Thank you for telling me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I love the magic. I love the Peter Pan story, the magic, the kidnapping, the drama. I mean, there's the the jealousy, the jealous love triangle of um, Tinkerbell and Pan and um, Nora. I I mean, it just got Wendy. It just goes on and on. It's incredible. There's an A, B, and C storyline that never... I mean, it just is exquisite. Can I ask a question? Please. So the premise of Peter Pan is a mystical man, man, who's pretending to be a kid, steals kids from their bedroom, takes them to another place. What is the premise of Hook? <laughs> okay, Shelby, I think there's been a little bit of a misunderstanding here. Um, 
I know you don't mean <laughs> legendary, um, beloved performer Robin Williams stealing children. No, no, no. no. I'm saying P- in Peter Pan. Fine, fine. Okay. I don't know the premise of Hook. Sure, sure. Here's what happens. Okay, Peter Pan. He's all grown up and he he doesn't like his job, and then um he starts. Wait, her- is that true? <laughs> oh yeah, this is about Hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter Pan finally grows up in Hook. Oh yeah, it starts with it's him as in a like grown man with children, and then what? And then his children get um, kidnapped, and so that's why he has to go back to Never Neverland, even though he's like been away from magic for forever because he has to get his kids back because um, Hook has them. Does he freak out when his kids get taken, or is he kind of like, I know where they're at? No, he freaks the hell out. He's got to figure <laughs> it out. He's got to get back there. And it is a story, girl. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm learning so much. I've never even known. I didn't know it was really a film. <laughs> what? Shelby, please. Please. So what are the aliens taking away from the film? Oh, my God. They're taking it. Well, first of all, they're going to get a nice look at what London looks like. They're going to see an opening shot of Big Ben that's going to wow them. I know it. Okay. Important. Yeah. Then they're going to learn about magic and flying. um, And then they're going to learn about um, pirates. They're going to learn about relationship dynamics. They're going to learn about um, the bond between a father and his children. Um, and how, you know, sometimes parents, they, be, they, uh, gain access to, uh, a will inside them that they didn't even know existed in order to save their children. It's pretty magical, Shelby. I really recommend it. This sounds like a way better version of the movie Taken with Liam Neeson. <gasps> I never uh. seen that because I don't want to live in more fear than I already do traveling. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I get where you're coming from, though. I I gotta be honest. Thank you. I if you guys if you guys could play anybody in um, the Peter Pan world, who would you play? And I and, and just to make it easier on you, I'll go first. I would play Smee. I want to be Smee. Oh my God, you'd be a great Smee. Thank you. Yeah. I would I just be one of the Lost Boys. I don't want to be involved in this main character story because it feels like they're the ones that are having the most drama. I want to be one of the Lost Boys. I just live kind of in Neverland having a good time. Um, I want to say I really think that's a, a, a great choice, the Lost Boys. I think that is where the center of fun is happening. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I would want to, I could be the alligator. It's not, there wouldn't be any speaking parts there, but there is high drama. Yeah, I come in (laughs) with a punch at the end. Um, Yeah. I like Tinkerbell. Like, she has a bad fucking attitude, and I think we need to normalize more unlikable female characters. Um, Do you guys know that song uh, called Lost Boy by Ruth, Ruth B? Start singing it, and I'll let you know. Well, I can't remember the tune of it, but she's like, she's like, she's like, there was a time when I was alone, nowhere to go and no place to call home. Keep going. My only friend was the man in the moon, (laughs) and even sometimes he would go away too. Yes. Y'all know what I'm talking about? No, but oh my God. Y'all would know (laughs) it. Y'all would know it. Y'all would know it if you heard it. I think I know. Yeah. Yeah. Caleb had good sex last night. Now he is really turning out the tunes. That's the best. I love that feeling the day after. You're just like, I'm incredible. Dude, literally. I mean, I never feel that way, though. I'm just like, I had good sex. But the whole the whole day today, I'm like, 
I'm pretty sure he um, is closeted, so I think I'll probably never hear from him again. But I'm like, I wonder if he had good sex because I certainly That's also fun. your type. That's awesome. I'm God, God, God. Don't say that on the pod. <laughs> Ew. Uh, no, you're right. Pod? You're right. You're right. But like, ew, ew, ew. I mean, I don't Caleb, like that about myself. Haircut? Why? Do you think I'm hot? Yeah. And the back of your ha- head looks really like clean cut right now. I, w- I, I, I filmed something in Chicago last week and they cut my hair for the thing. Not to brag. Blair, were you thinking it when he was turned when he turned his head? Were you like, holy shit, that's a clean cut? Yeah, I, I look. You weren't the only one thinking it. I was like, that <laughs> is a nice looking haircut. This man's got a lot of nice things happening for him. He's got the sex last night. He's he's booked and busy. He's got this Golden Records podcast. That's a genius idea. Oh my god, Blair. Oh my god. I, you guys, I gotta be honest. I'm literally so overcome by praise right now that I think we need to throw to a break. Wait, Blair, we want to play you something from the original article. Oh, yeah, please, please, please. I can't wait. Some hot vocals kicking soon. Yeah, we're gonna get some hot vocals vocals soon. Yeah, soon. That's just some like classic uh, Mexican mariachi music there. One of the artifacts included on the original records is a mariachi song called El Cascabel. It is performed by Lorenzo Barcelata and the Mariachi Mexico. Obviously, it's from Mexico. And the length of the song is 3 minutes and 14 seconds long. El Cascabel means the little bell in Spanish. Lorenzo Barcelata was a Mexican composer and actor born in Mexico in 1998. He died of cholera in 1943, right before his 45th birthday. Lorenzo came from a musically oriented family and wrote his first song, Arroyito, at the age of 14. The term mariachi refers to a small Mexican musical ensemble composed of a variety of mostly stringed instruments. In addition to referring to an ensemble, the term mariachi is also used for the individual performer of mariachi music, or the music itself. It was the music of country people in Mexico, music that celebrated the joys, the struggles, and the triumphs of Mexican people. Legend erroneously attributes the word mariachi to the French intervention of the 1860s, explaining it as a corruption of the French word mariage, and citing a similarity between mariachi and the French word for wedding. Historical documents prove that both the word mariachi and the ensemble it designates predate the French occupation of Mexico, making any similarity with the French word a phonetic coincidence. Many people think of trumpets when they think of mariachi music, but they were not added until the early 20th century. Since the early 20th century, male mariachi bands typically have worn traje de charro, the attire of the cowboys of Jalisco. This consists of matching uniforms with tight ornamented trousers, boots, wide bow ties, sombreros, and short jackets. In other words, it's kind of hot. Actually, researchers have shown mariachi band members are 
hot and further could get it. What do you think, Blair? Oh my God, I I love mariachi music. I think it's so exquisite, and I am just wondering who chose all this stuff. That's a fantastic pick. I mean, there was a team assembled to choose, like because yeah. all this stuff is so subjective that it's hilarious that like a very small group of people chose like the pieces and artifacts of culture to represent an entire planet. Yeah, and a group of like a group of like straight white people mostly. I mean, of obviously course. that's something that we're doing differently with our records, but like yeah, they I will say to their credit, they did try to do and I think they missed the mark on some stuff. Like obviously we would do things differently now, but for the seventies, they tried to get like a true picture of the world. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, okay, we're gonna try and get from different countries, different cultures. And they also didn't do like we're gonna talk to the other world powers. Like they went like small villages for like languages and dialects and stuff, which is impressive for the time. Right. It's like when I wrote a letter to um, just a stranger and put it in a and buried it in my backyard in a bottle like um, <laughs> for, some, for someone to find it in like 70 years when I was a child. Hey, Blair, what the fuck is up? I want you to go dig it up and find it for us now. I mean, who knows where it is? We'll do a whole episode about that letter if you find it. <laughs> I don't want to dig it up. I mean, then I would just be ruining my entire project. Um, we'll give us the address. We'll dig it up. We'll find it. <laughs> yeah, we can be the we can be the strangers. <laughs> give us the address. We got it. No worries. I think that's so cool, though. I really love. Um, I really love that mariachi music. It was fire. I hope I don't find out that it's like solemn it can't it would shock me to my core but it kind of hits i mean i would kill to hear if any of our listeners want to do this i that are good with music i would kill to hear that exact song with like you know how people will sometimes do like a um uh like a club remix of like a leanne rhyme song or something yeah i would kill to hear some club beats under that because it has the power it has the potential Blair, Blair, what 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 would you put on your records next? Oh, okay. Um, the next thing I would have to do is um, Alanis Morissette, uh, "Jagged Little Pill." Yes. Okay. Do you have a specific track? Yeah, I mean, I'd have to say what the uh, quintessential smash hit, uh, "Ironic." It's like rain. Come on. When you what? If any of y'all don't know Jesus in here tonight, come down to the altar. (laughs) I love it. I love it. That song. Good. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, the whole record is incredible. I was just a child with so much angst. We're in my um, vans and on my Sector 9, just like. I really was just going so hard to the Atlantic. I had a disc man. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. I And I just listened to that CD over and over and over again. Yeah, you did. Do you want to know something really, really, really sad? What? I went to a record store once and I bought, and granted, people will, people will come for me on this and be like, you should be checking the records. I want to say before you finish this thought, Shelby, I do think this is the second time this episode you've asked if we want to see some, hear something really sad. Are you okay? What was the first time? 
I don't remember. Do you, Blair? Oh, that I hadn't seen the movie Hook. Guys. Yes. Oh, yeah. Shall we blink twice if you're okay, honestly. Just be honest with us. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. If you need help, reach out. I'm but okay, on, I'm but you're going to understand why I was sad in this moment. Okay, go on. I'm sorry. You understood about Hook because it was sad that I hadn't yeah, seen it. Totally. And you're going to understand now. Absolutely. I went to a record store. Okay. And listen, people who are good at buying records will be like, you should always be kind of like looking inside when you buy a record. Sure. I bought an Alanis that Dragon Little Pill record. And when I opened it up, it was not jagged little pill inside the sleeve um and i'd already purchased it and gotten home people are fucking sick and that (laughs) should be punished that is not right thank you no do you guys agree that i should be sad when i because when i asked before if i should be sad you wanted to know if i was okay do you think that that was it was warranted for me to be sad it depends what record was in there for me i it was so bad what was it It was like someone's ep now that (laughs) it's like someone's bad ep oh my god oh not that yeah that's sad vibes that's real sad that's real sad i put it on i put it on my thing i said this doesn't look like what it should look like but let's put the needle let's drop the needle down and let's see isn't it crazy like back then well i don't even know if you guys were alive how old you are or whatever but um, 13 both of us okay we're both 14 okay yeah yeah, all right i'm glad you were alive um we (laughs) still listen to like all the like full albums all the time back then i feel like it's less uh now you know because there's so many options you have so much access quick access to other stuff yes and i don't want to take this from you but casey musgrave's golden hour deserves a full play oh yeah front to back on that one um her cd was difficult not to include because that poor girl suffered a lot but that that album Every song was a smash hit. Thank you for saying that. Album is full of bangers. (laughs) I know one person (laughs) on this podcast is also a big um, Dixie Chicks fan or Chicks. um, Yeah, Wide Open Spaces. That was a big one. Yeah, (laughs) huge, massive, untouchable. Please, Blair. Blair came on and dropped female music icons. Yeah, TLC was like that crazy sexy cool was fucking incredible. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And their acceptance speech when they won an award a VMA I think. Have either of you seen that speech? No, what did they they say? They get up there and they're like I'll put it to you this way 10 million albums worldwide. We have worked very hard. We have been in this business for five years and we are broke as broke can be and they pop off at an awards speech it's not um on stage it's when they do like that press room after you know what i'm talking about wow that's so badass i love people like that because i've always admired people that like speak up in those situations because i have such an impulse to be like i need to be polite and grateful no matter grateful like, what, grateful what's yeah what's happening and and when someone actually just is like no actually this is fucking wrong and this is what's happening and it needs to be called out i'm like yes yes the balls i don't have yes they like get up there and they're like we're not trying to seem ungrateful but we worked really hard for this like we earned this and also x y and z and it's baller 
We'll post I mean, it on the Instagram. That's the nature too, Blair, what you said about like always wanting to feel, to seem, not just seem, but to be and be known as a grateful person. Like the nature of having a job that a lot of people would like to have or having like, you know, uh, a life or a, a, even like a, a thing. Like even if you just have like, you know, an experience that a lot of people would like to have, you feel like you aren't allowed to talk honestly about like the bad parts of it or anything because you don't want to look like you don't understand how privileged you are, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah. And also uh, that's hard. a lot of it, sometimes it's like, not even um a conscious thing it's like you're so like especially as like a woman you're so i was so raised that way from such a young age that you know i need to be have manners and not um yeah be rude or anything but it's like you know when you're in these jobs and stuff you need to say what's up if you don't sometimes like if you don't stick up for yourself like that then you're screwed. Listen, I want to take it back to Alanis, if I may. Oh, please, yeah. So, we dropped I- uh, ironic. Uh huh. A perfect. That's the that's the headliner of the yeah. album. But we're not even talking about like you ought to know. Hand in my pocket. Head over feet. Head over feet gets no love. Oh my god, it's all. Uh, they're all so good. I mean, they're all like. There's so much. The way that she took her pain into those songs like I was like she was another one she did not care about being a fucking angry bitch she's like yeah I am angry honey and I'm gonna scream about it okay <laughs> amazing it was amazing what is your favorite song on the album I really love the whole the whole album I would just listen gotta to send it the from, whole album I listen to heart I listen start to finish and then just press play again at the start that's like how crazy I was about it how do you want the aliens to listen to it like is it on a couch like is it on a blow-up couch in the 90s um that's that's you could tell that's the one that Shelby really wants you to pick because that's the one Shelby's like Shelby's like no. is it on a blow-up couch in the 90s or something worse I want them to listen <laughs> something else that would be like i want them to listen to it in the back of my mom's um suburban uh, suburban um with headphones while i'm Mm -hmm. on it with a juice box and del taco yes what kind of juice box capri sun or another kind? capri sun 100 percent, baby why would i or you know what doesn't get a lot of love what those the plastic they look like like the glass coke bottles but they're plastic and you twist off the top you know what i'm talking about Glass Coke bottles with their plastic no, in it. It's plastic, but it's shaped like a glass Coke bottle. Oh, oh and it's juice. But and it's you, juice. it has the little U-shaped top, and you twist it off. Do y'all know what I'm talking about or no? I uh-uh, forget, I don't but think I love so. the sound of it. My Give problem me one with second. juice boxes always as a child, because, you know, I love to just slam the liquid even to this day. I'd be like, I finished that in one sip. What do I got to drink? Seven Capri Suns just to get my, just to be satiated? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Kool-Aid bl- okay, bursts. I know exactly what you're saying. I do think yes. the aliens These love those. These things hit. These things hit. Yeah. They're kind, the tops are kind of um, shaped like Egyptian pharaoh um, high uh paintings <laughs> do you think are they like the paintings that of the egyptian pharaohs oh yeah ones? blair they really are i doubted you for only a half a second and then i That's looked again okay. and i said well there she is being right i love you guys, to prove my haters wrong and, and i'm famously a blair hater um you guys i remembered a song like two days ago that i i okay i hate who it's by i hate who it's by but it's by um toby 
and we can bleep out the on that just to make it um good but 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 i remembered my mom got me a karaoke machine one year for like a portable karaoke machine and as a chicks fan you know it's bad that i'm like bringing up toby bleep yeah yeah i bleep I literally, on a three-hour road trip, I broke the karaoke machine by singing over and over and over again that song where he goes, I like talking about you, 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 usually, but occasionally, I want to talk about me. You remember that one? Oh, yes. I'm yes. Not, and I'm with you. That is a hot track, <laughs> indisputably, like, we're put in a tough spot there, because that's just catchy it's hot look it was catchy if, if, and it's also just if you put that on a t-shirt it's iconic it's yeah. iconic and also if if a, like okay i'm trying to think of like okay if an iconic queer artist did that song same lyrics different vibe today we or if casey musgraves did that song we would literally it would be a fucking culture banger like when he's like you 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 i want to talk about me that's iconic. That's actually really gay and cool. Casey, 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 Casey. We know I you're listening. Casey. Casey, um, Casey we know me, you're listening, girly. She <laughs> is a mystical woman, like, um, and I know, like, it's a very conceptualized, like, '70s, right. um, like, a wizardess type magic woman from like another dimension i feel like and i love her yes. so much i'm glad she's liked on this pod but blair blair i will say one thing about blair that we have a very young friendship that's so beautiful and budding but i will say blair <laughs> one thing i've tracked about you already is that you love a whimsical woman <laughs> yeah. you love a woman with whimsy you're addicted Um, yeah, I, I also love like, um, like magic and like fantastical, um, stories and plot lines, you know? Yeah. 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 Did you ever watch parent? Did you ever watch parenthood Blair? No, I didn't. My mom loves it though. Yeah. Me too. Not my mom. Me. Me too. (laughs) Not my mom. My mom's never seen it. Me. I'm a big. Is it Camille? Camille or Camilla? The grandma. Camille. Camille. That's the that's the kind of woman. I mean, you'll have to Google her, Blair. But that's the kind of woman. This like whimsical kind of artsy matriarch that I'm like Blair goes nuts for this. I do. I really do. I love it. <laughs> Blair will be Eartha Kitt from Holes, like <laughs> sitting in an old thing, being like, "You bring the pigs up the mountain, and then you'll be righteous." Yes, literally, <laughs> literally, Blair's vibe. And if you forget about Madame Zeroni, you will be cursed, cursed. for eternity. I think like. I grew up in Orange County where there was, like, no art or um, culture. And so, like, these what interesting, <laughs> these, like, multidimensional, eccentric, zany women, I could only find them in, in stories. I never saw one in real life. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to ask Blair a question. Blair? What is something so embarrassing from all of humanity that you think we should delete it from the records? And before you answer, let me just tell you that it does not have to be war, F- famine, or anything big. Really, it can be small. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. It can be personal. It can be impersonal. But it doesn't have to be like we don't you need say, you to come off like 
I would wish for world peace kind of thing. Yeah, you can just say you can just say restaurants where people throw peanut shells on the ground, you know, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And and oh, thank I love you that. for saying Fuck. that because that question, you know, really is loaded and in our um in our community that loves to comedy community that loves to tear each other down. I thought, oh my god, that might be getting set up but then i just said you know i just set gotta, up <laughs> i gotta speak i just gotta speak my truth and um aside from war and all the other violent atrocities and everything um what i think we need to delete is um when the entire country um turned on Anne Hathaway on just a fucking whim and decided what was that, that they all hated her and the whole everyone banded together against her and I was like you people Dude, are fucking sick this is she iconic nothing. because I felt what for was it. that I was about also like fuck Anne Hathaway and then all of a sudden one day I was like wait a second Shelby Shelby I like you I want to say something right now on behalf of Blair and myself <laughs> and the pod you were so brave just now to admit that to admit that you fell for it thank you most people most people would not be so brave and so powerful in the opposition i don't know blair i don't know what happened to this country when we decided to turn on turn on Anne hathaway she did nothing she did nothing but have a gorgeous smile and incredible personality and churn out performance hits yeah okay all she did was show up to her fucking job well prepared and drop in hard I'm to pissed. her roles one day we wake up everyone decides a smear campaign and thank God, you know, I was a free thinker. And I understand things happen, Shelby. No hard feelings. But uh -huh. I do want to know why, if if we could just be nicer to Anne. She was just a random target, in my opinion. For real? I fucking loved her before this happened. And it doesn't make sense that I fell for this because I fucking, I fucking love the Princess Diaries. Yeah. I live for the Princess Diaries. Thank you. She did something else right after that that I love. And I can't. Devil Wears Prada. I mean, this bitch was doing things that I Ever loved. heard of it? Constantly. Constantly. She was constantly showing up for me. And then, honestly, it was Les Mis era Anne Hathaway where she was doing interviews and being a little bit musical theater about it. Okay. You did. You did leave her in her darkest hour, but she also wasn't there for you when she decided to do Les Mis. <laughs> when to, she decided to, to do Les Mis, she was doing <laughs> interviews being like, yeah, I just think art is the most. And I was like, okay, bitch, we get it. And then she came back and did Oceans. Which Oceans was she in? What was the women's Oceans? Oceans 8. 43. Oceans 43. What was oh. the girls' Oceans? What was the ladies' night? Oceans 8. Oceans girls. ladies' night. I like that movie. Oceans for girls. reboots, but... Oceans 8, I thought, was actually pretty good. Like people I loved it. Shit that got it me so back much. in Anne's good graces. Oh, I yeah. saw Anne's performance and I said, now hold on a second. This What podcast. was wrong with her? This podcast is a pro Anne Hathaway justice for Anne Hathaway podcast that will not that will not acquiesce. We will not acquiesce to the misogyny, to the problematic misogyny that encouraged the United States of America to turn on Anne Hathaway in her darkest hour. You, we know it's a cry for help. When anybody does musical theater, it's a cry for help. Blair? I want to say that I do think, um, unfortunately, women were a large driving force of the anti-Anne hate, but that was also a different time about where now it's less tolerated, the the um, women on women hate, which I'm glad we're turning that tide in that direction. But, girly um, on girly but, crime. These musical <laughs> but also women. theater people, I 
I didn't grow up around musical theater, so I don't know anything about it. My, I don't even think my parents have heard of what musical theater is. But、um, yeah, sometimes they're serious, but they're actors. What are you gonna do? But also, I will say because of because, and this is true of、uh, the queer community as well, and gay and gay men, because of internalized depression, women are some of the fiercest perpetuators of misogyny. So I do think that yes, women were per- perpetuating. Caleb, the lies be about. Be really careful when you say that. I am being. I am being extremely <laughs> careful. Whoa, but、Caleb. women, women were perpetuating the lies about Anne Hathaway. But that is because we live in a misogynistic society、okay. that convinces a lot of women that. They they can win or they can get ahead if they just make themselves closer to the ideal image of women, which for some reason Anne Hathaway for a minute just didn't get to be a part of. Yeah, yeah, but she's back. Do you guys feel like she is back, or do you feel like there's still work to be done? I should feel like she's back, but it's a larger thing in general where. In culture, it, when things get,、um, when people get too big or too saturated, then everyone turns on them. You know, like Dane Cook. Yes. Well, Dane Cook should be turned on. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not speaking to anything like that.、Um, I'm not saying. <laughs> <laughs> But I was brave and said an opinion, and now Blair's being like, I mean, I just kind of want to stay out of things like that. No, no, Dane Cook、I、should mean, be turned on. Look, he has a 19-year-old girlfriend, and、um, I don't know about that. He's like 70 or something. So.、Um. <laughs> <laughs> But I just mean Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer was like I. I always think like she's amazing because she really had her group of friends and her family around her and like her the people she like started with because I could not believe how much hate from the country was directed at that woman. So much. <laughs> yeah. So For a second,、much. she was everything. Everyone loved her. Nobody could live without her. And then two minutes later, everyone was like. So when will this bitch be murdered in cold blood? <laughs> I mean, it was like so intense. I was like, I that would crush me, but she was strong as shit. Well, then she had that hot furniture boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. I also want to circle back to what I said and make something very clear before the weirdos on the internet try to come for me. What, and we'll, we'll cut. We'll cut none of this. No, I I want to say about the sexism thing that it's obvious to me that men are the biggest problem and per- perpetrators of misogyny. I'm just saying that internalized oppression is powerful. Does that make sense? Yeah, you don't like women. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You're a fucking sexist. Yeah, does, <laughs> um, does it make sense? Yeah, That's why、I、you're think... gay. Hello, it's all clicking, dumbass. Does it make sense? I mean, are we stupid? Think we're stupid because we're girls? Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> oh yeah, of, of course you think that, Caleb. Wow. <laughs> Perfect.、Oh、I just wanted to make sure we were all on the same page. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we don't need you to check in with us. Our brains are just as big as yours, actually. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, fantastic. Oh, just about,、uh, the last thing on the internalized misogyny.、Um, yeah. yeah. I feel like that was so big in like, and even from that Britney documentary, the way that like they all those clips of those interviews, which are just devastating to watch. You're like, oh, like that was the time of like the biggest.、Um, well, of course, in thousands of years before that, but you can just that time was just so seedy. I feel like in terms of what like being crazy on women. Yes. Yeah, with like with like a female interviewer sitting across from her and being like, "Don't you think it's a bad、uh, image? Don't you think it's a bad example for children that you wear what you want?" And Britney being like. Why are you doing this? Yeah, <laughs> why are you asking me that? You know. Yeah, there was right when that 
documentary dropped, I also saw this interview with Lindsay Lohan on David Letterman. And it was like supposedly like a day after she got out of rehab and he was like grilling her. And she kept being like, this wasn't what we'd said we would talk about. And like was so clearly uncomfortable. And he was like, so you're kind of a filthy bitch. And she was like, um, uh, what? (laughs) Yeah. He just consistently was like, so when you went to rehab, it's because you what? Like to any, it was so, and I remember being like a kid and being like, this girl's crazy. It's yeah. like, she, what? Right. Or she, or she's like, they get portrayed, you know, when, when people do that, when people go hard on somebody in an interview like that, that's like completely uncalled for the guest then will be portrayed as like, not able to joke around, not able oh, to take a joke. Yeah. And it's like, right. It's not a joke. It was just being mean. She literally <laughs> says in the interview too, like, we didn't discuss in the, this in the pre-interview. No. You get to choose what you want to talk about on those shows. And they completely were just like, nah, bitch, we're asking some qu-. And she was like, what? Yeah. I feel like the way David Letterman was, um, which is so the opposite of Fallon, like, a Letterman acted like he was a comic on stage in a basement club doing crowd work. And, and, <laughs> and that's hilarious at the comedy club. But like these young women's lives on the um, on this show, you're, you're like, oh, geez, they they don't know how to like verbally spar with Letterman when they're like in the most um, fragile moments of their yeah. life, you know? Yeah. Right. They're like 17 and like processing a level of fame that most humans would crumble under. And they're being like, yeah, I'm sorry. I drank too much or what? It's like, yeah, of course, that's how you feel. You're a fucking teenager. Yeah. Yeah. I have like a lot of money and could afford anything. And so I spent a little bit of it on alcohol too young. (laughs) No, Um. I do love love Letterman though. Even though like I look back and I'm like, yeah, that's problematic. I'm like, yeah. Blair. Blair, we have Blair, honestly a question for you. What's next on your record? Okay, um, so I didn't think I could have picked some more uh, eccentric choices, but then I had to go with the absolute truth in my heart. And thank you. Eating large meals with friends and family. Per- Eating on a large Italian dinner with friends and family should be in the golden records. Home cooked or like, are you ordering in? Um, look, I, my father is, um, a hundred percent Italian man who makes pizza and pasta from scratch. So I, that's like the dream, but I also like a few restaurants very much. And I love the wine flowing and I love all the friendship and the family and the history and the laughs and the love. I love that so much. You know, I'm a big fan of those things as well. What's your favorite holiday to do that at? Do you have, is it holiday associated for you? I guess not. We kind of do it at like everything, like birthday or um, yeah. any old holly- holiday. So Ho- any, any old holiday. <laughs> <laughs> any old holiday. If we can get it together on any old if holiday, we, get we, any, get, we will make excuse. ourselves a pasta on any old holiday. <laughs> any excuse to gather around a table and share some eats. I'll he tell you that much. Holiday. <laughs> holiday. Sleeping holiday. Don't make no matter. We will eat a bunch of food together around a table if we get the chance on any holiday. <laughs> We love a good holiday around these parts. Oh, my God. You guys are giving me a laugh. Blair, Blair, pretend that that's so that's so what you say when you're not. I mean, Blair is actually laughing, but that's literally something my mom would say after seeing like an improv show that wasn't good. Yeah, you gave Being me like, a you laugh. guys, you guys gave us a laugh. I, I laugh, laugh so laugh. easily. 
I have to be careful on podcasts because it can it can overpower and break the sound barrier. <laughs> Not at all. We love it. We love it. Blair, I wanna I wanted to ask you what uh, I think there's one more thing you wanted to put on your records, right? If I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, I feel like this is also less splashy too um, than Chinese children with glasses, but it's just the goddamn motherfucking truth, and that's surprise gifts. Yeah, sending them and receiving them. I think they need to go in there. The aliens need to know what it feels like. Do you feel like, and I'm not saying we can't include this. Know this, I will include whatever you want, but do you feel like the records themselves are a little bit of a surprise gift? <gasps> Ooh. Oh my god, they totally are. That's meta as fuck. I love it. Whoa, yes. meta as fuck, truly. Uh, yeah, what they is, are Blair, a surprise what's, gift. <laughs> what's the best surprise gift you've ever given or gotten? And don't be afraid to brag. Oh, um... Mine is the gift of hope. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) And I give it daily. (laughs) I've got one time... I got, like, a bunch of stuff put in my um, locker by my high school boyfriend. Oh, I got Hamilton tickets once. Surprise gift. That was really cool. Um, I got a surprise massage. I've had good boyfriends. I mean, not all of them, but... um, Oh, my God. This is such an attack on me personally. Caleb, you said don't be afraid to brag. And Blair said, I've only ever had boyfriends that are obsessed with me, care about me, and want to please me sexually, emotionally, and physically. I I should have been so careful. I'm single right now, babe, so don't worry. (laughs) Um, But I... (laughs) Well, listeners, let's fix that. Who out there? Who out there wants it? All right, all right. We have bachelorette number one, Blair. Sucky. I would date these like <laughs> very like hard and fast guys that would be like get flowers, massage, baby, da 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 da. You know, Blair Saki enjoys tiny children with glasses, surprise gifts, Alanis Morissette, the movie Hook, and eating large meals with her family. <laughs> <laughs> Shelby and friendship too. Yeah, and not to forget friendship. Who will be lucky bachelor number one to take this little lady out on a date? Oh my god! (laughs) She loves a good holiday with her family. If anyone wants to surprise me with the Porsche, I will see what I can do with my pussy. Thank you. You thank heard you, that. Let's you. meet Bachelor number one. I'm we absolutely. I'm a heart of gold, God. We pussy pop for Porsches, <laughs> and that's the fucking tea. Oh my God, alliteration out the wazoo. We put we pussy pop for Porsches, and that's the fucking tea. That's kind of hot. I should be. Should I be a singer? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mike, put a beat to this. Caleb, say it again. Put a beat to this. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> We pussy pop for Porsches, and that's the fucking tea. That's kind of that could be hot. That could be so hot. Listen, it's not about that though, Blair. I want to ask you. I want to ask you something. I don't think we've ever asked a guest this, but I've just felt inspired, and it's our podcast, so I get to kind of just go. I get to do fun things like this. Um, if you right now, and we'll put some inspirational music behind you doing this, but if you right now could give an improvised message to the aliens, something beautiful um, about how we feel about them and what Earth is like, what would you say? I would say, welcome, what's fucking going down, dudes? Okay, hello, aliens, welcome. You have nothing to fear. We have really good tacos here, okay? We do have a climate change problem. If you have any ideas up there, we are trying to make our cars go in a more electric um, direction, but... Anyways, if you like 
Small children with glasses, I know the place for you as long as you come in peace because I have a peaceful heart and I want you to have a peaceful heart. And you know what? We could all come together for a pasta dinner. God bless you. May you be extremely blessed, aliens out there. Okay, that was it. That was hot. Yes, literally so hot. That was hot. That was it. That was it. That was it. Capital I, capital T. Blair, where can people find you? Oh, you can find me at Blair Saki, B-L-A-I-R-S-O-C-C-I on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, if you want to um, come to my breathwork class that has received so much press on this goddamn podcast. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. Then you can find the <laughs> ticket link in, in my bio. I think you could like it. It has nothing to do with comedy. Absolutely not. So um if you have a good attitude you can come but if you have a bad attitude probably not <laughs> absolutely go the fuck off blair thank you so much for coming on You're oh an my icon. god you guys uh, this was an incredible time and i don't know if i've told you this incredible idea for a podcast and i'm gonna be <laughs> i'm gonna be reading about the golden records all fucking night baby yeah that's all that's yes. gonna happen tonight we love you dude thanks for okay, being we on. love you dude thank, thank you, you love you bye bye was a HeadGum original.